everyone, and welcome to the Baxter Bowman podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Josh, and I'll address the burning question, which is, what is this all about? This podcast is all about the advice and the gear reviews you need to be successful bow hunting elk, full stop. It's that simple. We're going to do a lot of different podcasts on each of those things, but today we're doing a podcast all about who we are as people. Um, so let's wow them, Josh. How many times have you hunted elk? Zero times. Awesome. And how many times have you co-hosted a podcast? I've never hosted a podcast. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so obviously, I've bow hunted elk a lot. Um, super excited about it. But what Josh brings to the table is he's super gung-ho, really excited about hunting. Um, he's going to be a perfect fit for the Hunt Elk in 2020 series, which we'll talk about later. Um, as someone new, he knows exactly what he wants to ask. Um, and he'll be a great person to learn from as we get into the podcast. So Baxter, how'd you get into hunting? Both of us, uh, I know didn't grow up hunting. So yeah, how'd you get into it? Yeah. Well, my background is definitely not traditional. Um, I grew up here in California in a pretty suburban setting. Uh, didn't have a family that owned firearms and have a family that necessarily hunted. They were super outdoorsy. Uh, they took us camping as kids and I actually got uh, really into fishing, right? That, that was my thing. Still is love fly fishing. Um, learned to fly fish at like age four and, uh, and picked up um, fly tying pretty quick thereafter. Got into backpacking at age six. Um, and what got me into hunting actually was the fly tying. I really wanted to learn how to uh, tie my own flies from the beginning to end. Go hunt the birds, get the feathers, tie them, then catch fish. I always thought that'd be really cool. So when I got my first job out of college, went out and bought a double-barreled shotgun, which is the kind of shotgun you buy if you don't know much about bird hunting. And shows probably the worst possible way to learn hunting, which was to go chucker hunting. <laughs> so I spent two years trying to kill a chucker. You know, that's not a mellow trip five or six times a year from here. Uh, that's like a six-hour drive one way. After two years of just gritting it out, I finally killed my first chucker. Uh, and that the rest is history. So then how did you go from chucker to elk, which is like yeah. the opposite, right? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it was something that I kind of had to get over in my mind too. It's like the bird to animal, like it's a big leap. Um, I actually had a, a granddad, a guy who kind of adopted me out here, um, who was a, a deer hunter and had always been saying, hey, you're stalking and you're hunting fish. You need to come do that with the, the deer. So after I got into the shotgun side of things, hey, I'll you know, pick up a rifle and go after it. And I did get my first deer and I had an amazing time. But I think the aspects of elk hunting, you know, the pristine high altitude environment, just an incredible animal, how difficult it was, how technical archery is, you know, my, my love for backpacking and being in the outdoors. Like it always is something that once I read about it and heard about it, I was like, I've got to do this. Um, and after really intense eight or 10 years of working, I decided to take some time off. And, um, so funnily enough, I picked up a bow a month and a half before season, which is the exact wrong way to do it. Um, and my, my last day was right like a week before season. So I understand what you guys had to go through to learn this, but like in a month and a half was able to just go really deep and managed to kill a bull after three days. The first time I went out, which is super, super fortunate. Yeah. And Baxter doesn't like to brag, but even me looking at the numbers, I think it's an 8% success rate for elk hunters. So picking up a bow a month or a month and a half before your first trip and getting, being successful is just insane. Um, and many people would think that's luck, but then you went back the next year, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the stat that, I, that I'll tell people is that I killed the elk three out of the first four years I bow hunted. I've been bow hunting much longer than that. And actually, the success rate is higher than that too. But I never wanted to be about like 
just killing an elk because hunting so much more than that. Um, and there's so much in there that's difficult to control, right? You, like I could have killed nothing. I could have killed, you know, a six point every year, whatever it is. Um, and actually I was hunting with my wife the last two of those years. So there's just a lot of things wrapped up in that. But I, the reason I do bring that up is that, like the intensity and the excitement and the passion, the depth that go into this, um, just to communicate that to guys they can do it right they can show up and they can kill something within a month of learning how to bow hunt and kill something every year if they put that amount of effort and research into the project yeah and i think when we first started talking about hunting that's what i was impressed by and that actually gave me a lot of uh confidence and like inspiration that like you told me the what you had as your competitive advantage is you researched like crazy and you're really fit like you did at Ironman and all that. So then you went out there and you did it. And so that gave me a lot of confidence going in this year, taking on my first elk season this September. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's probably pretty obvious. Like my background, uh, like is not in hunting. Like I'm a, t- <laughs> I work in tech for crying out loud, but like that level of research and intensity, like that pays off. And like, I love it. Right. I'm super excited about it and really interested, but enough about me, Josh, <laughs> how did you get into hunting? I was just pointing at myself. Like, all right, my dad, <laughs> tell my story, <laughs> but, um, I got into hunting also in a weird way. My, my parents did not hunt. They're immigrants from Asia. Like not a lot of people are hunting, uh, hunting over there. Or I don't think they are, but um, I got a BB gun when I was 16 in my backyard and just started shooting every bird that I can find. I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, I don't know. Something about it was just really appealing. Um, I think what was also appealing about it was the meat, like bringing home clean meat, feel the table. And I thought I think a lot of millennials or younger people these days are drawn to that aspect of it. Uh, and I got lucky. I started working at a company, and the COOs found out like, oh, you want to get into hunting? Um, if you get your license, we'll go hunting. And I was like, no way. So I went, got my license and we went on a goose hunt, then a turkey hunt. And then, uh, now we're going back for turkey hunt this year. But, uh, archery has always been really interesting to me too. So I picked up a bow and, uh, followed a lot of your advice. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah. And Josh and I met, uh, met through work and we've, oh man, we've wasted a lot of great hours <laughs> spending, you know, two or three hours a night on the whiteboard, me explaining everything from like broadheads to, you know, elk behavior to all that sort of stuff. Um, what are you most excited about for hunting elk in 2020, Josh? Oh man. I think just the adventure of it. Um, last year I went on that scouting trip that you recommended me go on and that was the first time I ever went backpacking solo and it was pretty scary. Uh, on X maps helped a ton though. Like nowadays with technology, it's a lot easier, but I think the adventure of it and also the satisfaction, like if I do get one, will just be insane. I don't even know how I'm going to handle that moment if it happens. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's most appealing about it. Yeah. It's a heavy moment, but, uh, it's just incredible, man. I think there's like a lot of guys on this podcast have you know, had a lot of different life experiences, graduating college or building a business or making their first sale or having a kid. Um, and I'm not saying elk hunting is on level with those. Um, but I am saying that like, it's a, it's a heck of an accomplishment and it feels so cool to to have it happen for the first time. Right. And that's, that's not just killing a wolf. That's just getting out there and like being there and doing it. Yeah. I think if also having a freezer full of elk meat that I can rely on myself will just give me a sense of pride and accomplishment, like nothing I've experienced before. Um, and I know you research like crazy, but what is it specifically about gear and like researching all the nitty gritty things about gear? That's so fascinating to you. Yeah, and I think that's a really good question because when you say gear and elk advice, guys go, oh, well, you're really, really focused. Let's, yeah. let's, like, let's clear the air here. We're like 
two of the geekiest nerdiest guys in Elk Hunt. We're very technical. I spent a ton of time in this. My my background is actually in product development and product marketing. So I'm a, a guy that builds and analyzes products for a living. Like I love this stuff. Um, but that gets a bum rap. Guys that are just obsessed with the gear might not be so good outdoors, right? They're posers. Uh, but I think it actually has a really important role in what you're doing because you're controlling the things you can't control, right? When you go elk hunting, there's so much you can't control and so many crazy scenarios you get into, which is part of the fun, but there's nothing worse than getting out there and getting your one chance all year. You took your one week of vacation and you pull back and something's wrong with your bow or the arrow doesn't fly right. Or, you know, something in your gear clanks that you didn't test. Um, it, so it's, it's control over that stuff. And then two, I think it's all about the experience, right? And that, that breaks into two parts for me. One, when you're out there, like gear should disappear. Like all products are, if they're really, really good, they just disappear. You don't worry about it. It's perfect. It's dialed in. It's ready. And it just makes your experience that much better. And the other part, for me at least, is like it keeps you hunting year round, right? Like you're, as you're perfecting this gear, you're thinking about it. You're, you know, dreaming of what you're doing. You're testing, you're perfecting. Um, and they go hand in hand. You can't have advice without gear and vice versa because, for example, if you're analyzing the way a broadhead cuts, you're thinking about your different shots. So you're going to take different shots based on the broadhead you've got. Um, and so you, they kind of are this upward spiral where the more you know about your equipment and the better you are and more intimate with it, the better hunter you're going to be. And the more you learn about hunting, the more you're going to learn about the gear you need. So I think they're super intertwined. I'm really excited about it. And I think it's also really important for guys. They think it's the biggest threshold to going elk hunting every year. And like I can afford some of the best gear just because like I have more money than time generally. And I get to test a ton of stuff every year. I'm not sponsored. I don't have anybody that motivates me to say something. Uh, but I can genuinely tell guys, you don't need to buy something good here. You just need to get something that works. And then over here, it's way better. So and I'm the guy. I have way more time than money. I'm I'm way younger than Baxter. It's my first time elk hunting, so I it's really nice to get a sense of like Baxter will tell me like, hey, this is the top of the line, but this is the best bang for your buck, and this one I'd recommend. And I know he's done all the research. Um, and I know you got the blog on BaxterBowman.com, and it's got a lot of really in-depth um, blog posts, and we'll be covering a lot of topics. Um, but yeah, can you tell the audience a little bit about what Hunt Elk in 2020 is and what that series covers? Yeah, and you hit on the blog. Um, I think I love to write and I just love elk hunting. Like, I think that's the most important thing for me to say today on the podcast. Like, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this stuff, right? Like, <laughs> it's Christmas. I have a problem, and hopefully you do too, because why else are you here? Um, but I go really deep on the website. I go really deep. Like, your reviews are like two or 3,000 words. So, that's good for some guys. They want to dive into that nitty gritty. Some guys just want to listen to it. Um, but we're going to be doing a series called Hunt Elk in 2020 that is on the website and on the podcast. Um, and that's kind of why Josh is here too. So the podcast, the series is going to go through everything you need to be successful. Kind of what I did, you know, compressed right into you can walk out on September 1st of 2020 and know you feel confident you have everything you need to kill an elk. So that's everything from finding a tag, which state to go to, how to pick a unit, you know, what type of hunting, is it backpacking, is it car camping, um, all the way to what gear do you need? You know, like what is the list? Like what's the definitive list of all the things you need? Cause that's scary, right? 
but also like what if you have a $1,500 budget, what do you actually really need to get? And then, you know, of the gear that's out there, what do I think are the best options uh, from a product manager standpoint? And then, of course, elk behavior, right? Everything about elk, like where do they, what do they do? How do they think? <laughs> what do they eat? You know, where are you going to find them? What's the best way to scout for them? Um, setting up, what are tactics, how to make the shot, how to butcher them. Um, and then all the way down to the very little nitty gritty things like how to tune your bow, um, stuff that people don't touch normally because it's so difficult, but I think it's so, so important. So we're going to do that entire thing before September, 2020. And that's why I'm super excited about having Josh here. Cause we're basically going to teach Josh how to elk hunt and everybody's going to go along for the ride. And it's crazy because everyone's going to know whether I get one or not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, the pressure we, uh, is on. We had some good conversations about that where it's like, I don't, I don't even know if we'll tell people we'll figure it out. Cause that's, I never want elk hunting. Yeah. That's a personal thing for me too. I never. I'm super passionate about hunting, but I never want this to be about the kill, right? I never want this to be about, you know, bastardizing for lack of a better word, uh, the experience you have out there in the mountains, which is just, just magical. So, yeah. yeah. But I also feel very fortunate because, uh, hunting big game was like a, you know, I watched meat eater, listen to Joe Rogan, all these things. I heard all about this and I thought it was like a 10 year goal and then met you fortunately. And you've, been super generous in investing your time and also i know you just love it so <laughs> that's like it. that first friday we worked together and you're like all right josh it's 5 p.m on a friday what do you want to talk about and i just said bow hunting <laughs> <laughs> and now fast forward what eight months since we've known each other um i've gotten like the vision and that goal has just gotten closer and closer and i just can't believe i'm going this year so yep. very excited for this journey with you and it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome and i think regardless if you're brand new obviously it's gonna help you too but i think for me as someone who's done this a while, like it got me so fired up again to see someone who's new and excited about it. And he asked all these questions that I kind of taken for granted. Like you, you see things you hadn't seen before just through the eyes of a someone that's new. So I think it's perfect for literally everyone listening to this podcast. So anyway, that's probably enough about us, but uh, tune in next week. We're going to do the first, uh, first part of the hunt elk in 2020, uh, which is Idaho versus Colorado, right? That's the question you get all the time, which of those outer, over the counter tags you should pick up. That is actually an extremely nuanced question. There's a lot of things to think about there, um, but we'll dive into that then. Yeah, and I was so confused about it because like the last few months, I've literally debate, been go, going back and forth like, all right, I'm going to Colorado. No way, I'm going to Idaho. No, I'm going to Colorado. So yep. I'm excited to hear about it. And spoiler alert, I'm not going to give everyone a, an answer, but I'm going to give you all the information you'd ever need and more because then it's an easy decision for you personally. I think Josh and I've already talked about this and he's got a very strong answer as to where he wants to go. Um, so as long as we get that mission accomplished, you make a really strong choice as to why you're going somewhere, uh, which again, has a lot of different implications on how and where you're going to hunt, but stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon.